The following content contains adult subject matter, including sensitive material, and is intended for adult consumption only. It may not be suitable for all audiences. Therefore, discretion is advised. Um, welcome to Breaking Down with Allie Colbert. How's everybody doing? Thanks for joining us, you guys. If you don't subscribe or follow the show, please do that. You can follow on Spotify and watch the whole video of the show. And that would mean a lot to me. I think you would enjoy it as well. You can also like the show and comment. On today's episode of Breaking Down, we have Maddie Westbrook. Maddie is a content creator. Ever heard of it? And we talk all about queer identity and just good old gay stuff. It's really enjoyable. Very soothing energy Maddie has. Um, And it was super fun. And Luca has to pee. So I'm going to take Luca for a walk. It's very special that he came into Spotify today. Um, And I love you guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Enjoy the episode and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. old are you 23 that's pretty cool what that just you're 23 and like so successful oh see I feel like I'm failing at everything I'm oh, doing really yeah so what are you doing and why do you say you're failing I'm do- Maddie Westbrook yeah oh do we have to, is this the podcast this is the podcast okay. it's very casual okay um I, I feel like I'm feeling at everything because I'm a perfectionist mm-hmm. so if I'm not hitting millions of views everywhere all the time yeah I convince myself I don't have a career my girlfriend and I have this joke where I'll post a video and then it'll like you know do well like pretty much immediately and then I'll text her and I'll be like I still have a job yeah so like if I'm not at that threshold which is like the stupidest thing to hold yourself to because views and platforms are so saturated these days it's kind of hard to either get a start or continue achieving what you used to I mean nobody nowadays unless you're literally the talk of the town yeah for like a month even is averaging like i used to average like 15 million views on youtube no tiktok on tiktok yeah that's what i'm saying like it's so much it's like you hear that and you're like oh my gosh crazy i used to get like three four million likes per post and what were you posting on tiktok because i really know your youtube oh really that's so much cooler when i like did my stalking of you okay beautiful no i like tiktok is really where you're at though well, not anymore. Okay. Because that's the platform. I mean, if you want to be a short form creator, yeah. nowadays, people's initial reaction is to go to TikTok to do that. Yeah. But YouTube is kind of where I got my second start. Uh-huh. Sorry, um, I'm still fidgeting with the dog. No, it's okay. Take your time. Yeah. All right, or Love just get off, moment. Luke. Okay. I say, yeah, I, I did get my start on TikTok, but I am transitioning more into YouTube this year, YouTube long form. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I think it's like really hard to cop a view now. You know what's amazing though about being a creator at 23 and like being what in like. Say, how old are you? 30. Okay. You're like, ooh, 20. I'm seven years younger. I feel like. Yeah, but it's your 20s. I still feel like I'm 15. But think about the difference. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm so much older than you, but I'm saying think about the difference between you now and you at 16. Oh, fuck. No, I, yeah. Like a lot happens in those years. You know, like when I was 23, I did the Tonight Show for the first time and I was talking about dating men because I was still closeted. Like seven years is seven years. It's 
That is true. You know? Wow. I And what I was going to say, though, is that I think speaking about, like, your identity in such a clear way at 23 is interesting because it took me so long. Like, I'm still figuring out. Oh, I feel you like— You know what I mean? Like, at 23, I would have been, like, confused who I was. I'm so confused. Yeah. I think I can talk about how confused I am yeah. very clearly. Yeah. But in my head, sometimes I say stuff, like, yeah. on my podcast, and I listen back to it, and I'm like, wow, that was really good. Uh-huh. And and then it kind of helps me sort of understand a lot more about who I am. But that's why I have, like, queer guests. That's why I love talking to queer people, because sometimes they'll say something, and then it kind of— that little puzzle piece like fits so perfectly into my little jigsaw that I have in my head. And then I'm like, okay, that part makes a little bit more sense. But I'm yeah. still really confused. Yeah. What do you feel confused about? Most things. Like gender or sexuality wise? Both? Yeah. Okay. Um, sexuality wise, I think I have a lot of trauma with men in general. Yeah. Like it's really hard for me to feel comfortable around a straight guy. Yeah. Um, Just because... Gosh, I don't know what it was throughout my childhood. I just never gravitated towards guys. And it which is super weird because you know, you think about every queer person now was a tomboy. Yeah. Right. Every yeah. like mask that was like you're a tomboy. Yeah. Um, and that was me. But I never and then you think about the tomboys, and then you're like, oh, you know, they nat they hang out with a lot of dudes. Yeah. Right. That was not me. I was just a loner tomboy. Like yeah. I read a lot, I was really quiet. Um so Did I you never, have crushes on friends? Was that the vibe? Looking back, 100%. But yeah. I think I even, we talk about, like, I feel like my phrase for my existence is, is it attraction or admiration? Yeah. You know, do you know yeah. if you want to be somebody or with them, right? That's yeah. the most common we've question. We've talked about that on the show and we've called it bucking. Do I want to be them or fuck them? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? actually really good. Yeah, so for me… Looking back, I was always really confused around men. And then, you know, getting into high school, early high school is when I started to realize I liked girls. But I also sort of thought I was the only gay person. (laughs) I'll start doing it too so he feels included. Um, yeah, I thought I was the only gay person ever. I thought I was like the defect because I grew up in a very conservative community, very Catholic background. Yeah. And where did you grow up? uh, It was like the. It's like Sacramento, like uh-huh. 30 minutes outside of Sacramento. It was uh-huh. like this conservative bubble. Yeah. It was weird. Catholic. Catholic. Well, the I think actually the predominant religion there was Mormon. Mormonism. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they love gay people. They they love us. Well, I've gone to two Mormon proms. Really? Like, Were you dating Mormon dressed. gals? No. I was dating the closeted Christian girls. Oh. Yeah. So my trauma from men comes with just like, you know, I dated a girl for like a month. Mm-hmm. That blew up in my face. Parents weren't too accepting at the moment. Mm-hmm. Nobody I, I could confide in and be like, hey, I'm going through this right now because you don't know who it's, it's safe to come out to. Because mm-hmm. that was my parents' main argument was you can't come out in a place like this. It's dangerous for you. Yeah. And but so, then, then don't your parents kind of make it unsafe because they're so worried about it being unsafe that like you go home and you don't feel safe? Exactly. So, so like, you're great. Just, thanks for sourcing this danger. <laughs> you're just unsafe everywhere, right? I know. And so, you know, when your parents too— Um, my mom's a teacher. My dad works in a hospital. He's like the manager of Shriners Hospital now. So they're very protective human beings, very helicopter parents. And I grew up not defying any sort of authority. And so when my authority figures tell me this is how I'm supposed to be at that age, I try to convince myself I'm straight, right? So I dated guys, but 
it felt so uncomfortable to me. Ugh. Like, it just felt so foreign and like physic, like doing physical things with guys. Like, I still have this like pit in my stomach thinking about it because it's just, it's just disgusting to me. Uh-huh. Um, I totally relate. Yeah, it's just, I don't. But, you know, I convinced myself that that's what I needed to be doing. And then I got to college and I decided to go to a private Catholic university. And I was there for about a year and a half. And at the very first week of that, I had like an interaction with a guy that wasn't particularly consensual. And I was just thrown beyond for a loop. And so now I'm like, whether or not I'm attracted to guys, I don't think I could ever be with one just from straight, just trauma from dudes. And so now I'm like, and so it's also like, I just feel automatically safe with women. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry about about that that. experience. No, it's okay. But like, well, fuck. That's tricky. It's super tricky because I also like, I'm so, I feel like protective of myself now. Yeah. And... I've learned so much. I would say this past year yeah. in terms of self-growth, self-growth has yeah. been the craziest year in terms of like understanding who I am, who I want to be, all this stuff. And so now I'm looking at my life and again, I'm so protective. I'm like, I don't think I could ever get to the point where I want to try and date guys. Well, why would you? Right, right. Especially when unless, like you just can't compare. Like, I mean, unless, uh, listen, unless you really feel like there's like, I don't know, you're single and you feel really like fluid in your sexuality, then maybe you would right. meet someone and you liked him and it's not so bad to like confine yourself to right. like a label, I'm, you I'm, know? Yeah. And, and I'm also at this point where it's like, I don't know, I'm deeply in love with my girlfriend. She's amazing. Yeah. But. Um, and how long have you guys been together? Deeply in love, like six months. It, totally. Yeah. But no, been, I don't judge. We've been talking for like. Seven. Nine. <laughs> no. I actually took it slow. It took me like three and a half months to ask I'm not out. judging at all. Like okay. I totally, I've tr- I'm not someone to make judgments about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I just, I kind of met her and I was like, oh, I just like, it's like you just know, like you, there's just, just this energy with that person. And then you're like, oh, we're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna. Yeah. But. That's the best. Right. You know what you were saying though is like, and then so I immediately feel safe around women. Like that was yeah. like where you landed. And like I've had that experience too of like, oh, I feel safe with women. And then I've also had the really fucked up experience of like some women are still deeply unsafe. See, yes. And but, like toxic as fuck. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I definitely. It's like, it's it's weird because when I walk into a room full of guys, mm-hmm. I start to just like, I feel like overcompensate oh, for every part of myself. I'll be like, what's up, bro? But if I'm in a room full of women, especially around my girlfriend, I was talking about exploring more about my femininity because I walk into a room and you're like, I'm a ask lesbian, right? Yeah, and yeah. just that it's, come on. Mm-hmm. I, I look like that. And I've been so my whole entire life and like, I want to be masculine. I want to be a dude. I want to be like, rah, right? Yeah. I'm not like that at all. Like, yeah. I, I go home with my family and I'm so like fluid in my movements. I'm so feminine and I feel like, I like the feminine parts about myself, but I, and I don't question that around other women because I feel safe there. But when I'm around guys, I feel like I start to overcompensate and start being like, so interesting. Dude, bro. Well, because it's like when the cashier at the grocery store is like, have a good day, sir. I'm like, oh, you too. Like, I have to like, you too. You too. Like, I just, (laughs) or have a good day, too. (laughs) Right. I just, I went out to dinner with my girlfriend and her mom like two days ago, and the server was passing out stuff and it was like, a chicken karage bowl for you, sir. And I was like, thanks, bro. Yeah, you know, right. So it's funny, like anytime I've had the desire to like move into the more masculine, it hasn't been to feel like in some sort of like fraternity or 
whatever with other men. Right. It's been because I think I'm like afraid a woman won't be attracted to my femininity. It's the opposite of like, I want to be super masculine for like this feminine girl. Right. Like, let me show you that like I have powerful masculinity that like I'm enough, even though I'm a woman. That's the issue I have. Whoa. I've never even thought about that. I I mean, I that's if you so look lucky. at my girlfriend now, yeah. well, she, that's, I kind of looking back really enjoyed those moments with women where I still had long hair, was still very female presenting. There's just nothing that compares to the energy when you're with a woman and then there's like that surface level flirting and then you start to be like, oh my gosh, are we flirting? Because there's you nothing don't that compares know. That, obviously. There's That's nothing. Fucking crack cocaine. So now, right. And so now if I walk into a room, like I started like flirting with my girlfriend and she was like, oh girl, I knew immediately. And I was like, well, yeah, That's what your girlfriend said? Yeah. And she calls you girl? I hate my girlfriend. I told her you can't call me girl. Oh, I like, say girl all the time. Uh, it's so friend zone Like I'm not going to be like, oh girl. I really want to be with you, girl. It's like, you're not my girl. <laughs> you're saying it like howdy. <laughs> like, but you're howdy, not, girl. <laughs> but it's like, you're not my girl. Like, you're my fucking girl. But you're not like, girl. Like, girl. Like, pal. That's like, bud. I say it in a… Uh, so I get… I, when I'm talking to her, I'm not like, girl. But like, she'll do something. She'll like, give me attitude. Or she'll say or do something out of pocket. And I'll be like, girl. You know? Okay. That's well, that, the only that's thing. That's different. That's but different than I'm, like, hey, girl. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't say it in like a… Well, that's a thing too. Oh my gosh, I literally posted a video about it like last night. Yeah. Um, it's so ingrained in my vocabulary. I call my gay best friend girl. I call everybody girl. I'm like, yeah. oh, what's up, girl? Like, for funny. Yeah. It's like dude, but just girl. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I made a video about it. And you know that trend right now where it's like, oh, I messed it up by saying something stupid like, and then in quotations, it's like the, thing. the phrase. Yeah. And then I said girl to a trans mask person because I have a ton of trans mask friends. Okay. And then it's so ingrained in my vocabulary that I'm like, girl. Right. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I can't call you. I can't call you girl. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I guess I've never really thought about that either. Like I would be, I feel like it's completely vice versa. I would be so terrified to enter a relationship with another very masculine person. Oh. Because but, I'm like, I would need to, f- I would feel like I need to compensate more to be the more feminine person. To be the more feminine person if you were with another masculine person? Another masculine person. Like the, that, and really? I know like. But yeah, so is your girlfriend feminine? Kind of. Super. So, so now I'm thinking about it now. So like, aren't you I in was, fact like, I want to be masculine for her? No, she makes me more feminine. She makes you more feminine. More feminine. Because my last relationship, they were like six to kind of mask presenting super non-binary person and I feel like in that relationship I was like wearing darker clothes I was being more masculine yeah no I think like I didn't really mean like if I'm with a masculine person I would need to be more feminine because in the past it's been the complete opposite yeah like I dated a really masculine person and then I felt like the need to be more masculine yeah but my girlfriend's so feminine and she also kind of gives me the grace to just like explore whatever I need to about myself in like a very healthy way yeah sometimes I'm just feeling more feminine that day and I'm just like extra like girly and flirty and like I'm skipping around and I'm like paint my nails like I'm I don't know yeah you just have better days than others in terms of like being able to figure yourself out but I don't feel like I need to be more masculine for her yeah like I know I look a certain way mm-hmm. but she kind of really doesn't like, she sounds great she's oh she is great I love her she sounds <laughs> yeah. really chill she, and awesome she's very yeah she's very peaceful that's what I like I feel like I've been with people who like have very big energies yeah she's very calm do you feel that um it's easy for you to feel safe in a relationship? 
now that you've started dating women? Like, like, yeah. what, like attachment style. Anxious. Yeah. Yeah. How do you well, deal with that? With my ex, it was way worse than it is now. I don't know what it is or what was going on, but we would be like texting or something and not very like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But you know, every 15 minutes they'd respond and that's not boom, boom, boom. That's a lot of booms to me. Really? Every oh, 15 caught... minutes. Well, How like... often do you talk to your girlfriend now? This is a be- good question. Oh, all the time. Come here. We're like completely consumed. By like each what? Other. Like what's all the time? Well, I actually think it's like healthier. I mean, sometimes like this morning, like I was, she was on mute. Do you live together? No, I live with my best friend. You live with your best friend. Yeah, he's a dude. He's a gay guy, though. Okay. So it's like that. that's safer, too. But, okay. Um, and does she live in town? Or is this long distance? It's not long distance. It's like traffic 45, non-traffic 21. Okay. And I know how you are with traffic. Right. right. <laughs> so maybe an hour and a half now. I'm joking. I'm joking. No. I, I deserve that. Well, um, so we, we talk like, you know, I'll be making breakfast and sh- she'll be like at, like she has a virtual job. So, you know, I'm on FaceTime and she's just like clicking away. Yeah. Um, But sometimes like last night, me and my roommate watched Lord of the Rings and played Monopoly, and I didn't text her for like three hours. And that's normal. That's normal. Yeah. When I'm just like, hey, going to go hang out with people. I don't want to be a dick on my phone, you know? And yeah. um, that's also what I feel like it's just healthier. Because in my last relationship, too, they wouldn't respond for two hours, and I literally con- would convince myself that they were dead. Yeah. I have an issue like that. It's super weird because it's like, theoretically, you know they're not dead. Like, I would convince myself that either they drove and they got into a wreck or somebody broke into their house and, like, killed them or, like, yeah, just that was that fear. Like, where does that come from? Mine isn't really that they're dead. It's that they've stopped loving me. That's mine now. Yeah. Or she'll, you know, I'll, I'll craft this beautiful good morning text and feel really solid in it and be like, good morning, beautiful. You're the love of my life. And she'll respond and be like, I love you too. I'll be like, so you hate me. Like the what? energy isn't matched. I know. But at the end of the day, you know, she's really good. And this is like why I feel like this is like an elevated relationship. She's so good at yeah. reassuring me. I'll like joke around and be like, so you hate me. And she'll be like, shut up. Like it's that sort of like matching the energy. Right. But at times where she knows that I need the validation or she's like, hey, I really love you. Yeah. See the future with you. You make me happy. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that's Fuck. all I need to hear. I know. But doesn't it almost feel like… I? Because I have this, like, anxious attachment bug that comes up for me. It's almost like it will never be enough. Like, I always am like, I'm giving so much. It's an <sighs> illusion. It's not real. Yeah. Because, like, I'm getting met with the amount… Like, I have so much love that I receive. Mm-hmm. And, like, same, my, my girlfriend is so reassured. Like, everything. Mm-hmm. But I still take myself out of it. I think it's just historical trauma and, like, relationship that, like… I can't believe that I'm being loved. Or that you're not good enough. I like, guess that I'm not good enough or like, I don't know. And also I've been in like really codependent relationships. Yeah. It's so easy for lesbians to just be like, let's become one person now. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like that's where I take a step back. Yeah. You know, and I have to be like, okay, let's not get to that point because we are really attached. Yeah. But I don't want to get to an unhealthy point. I know. And so, um, but it's so easy so to easy. accidentally get there. I know. Because you're like, oh, I should want to be with my person all the time. I should want to be around them. Let's share the same sweaters. Let's watch the same movies. We Let's start looking at… Well, like, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. No, you know? it's really it's really scary. It's super easy for lesbians. It's so easy. But I think I, I'm… Based off of just my history with people… Yeah. I think how a relationship starts is really what determines my mindset throughout the relationship. Mm. Like with this one, we met. We were friends for a bit. 
We started talking. And then the second that we started talking, neither of us were talking to anybody else. We were focused on each other. We were like, hey, let's see how we work yeah. as first yeah. before we're, you know, immediately a weekend. We're like, I love you. I love you. We're girlfriends. Yeah. Right. I actually, we talked and, you know, there was a bit of that insecurity of like whether or not it's going to work out. But I just was so... I don't know, overwhelmed by just the focus on only me. Because the way that my last relationship started, I met them and was like, I want to be with you. And they're like, well, I don't know if I want to be with you. Love that. Let me go to, let me like. Go to a gay bar and find go out. Go to a gay bar and find out. And I was like, the whole time I was like, I'm really just focused on you, but I understand you might need to do other things. And then I would find things out about their actions and I'd be like, I just don't know. Like, why don't, why don't you only want me? And it was like the talking stage while they were going figuring things out with other people. And I was like, I went on a date with somebody and it ended with me hitting like a little dab pen and then sitting in this living room with the person just staring at a phone that was playing a song for like 20 minutes. I was too high to drive. And I was like, I want to go to bed. And she was like, oh, I have a bed. And I was like, not with you. And so I slept on the couch and she slept in her room and then I just left in the morning. Like um, I literally That was the first date? So violently uncomfortable. Yeah, because they were out figuring things out whether or not they wanted to be with me. And so I was like, I feel like I need to do the That's same thing. That's the worst when you like, because it's like you just shut off to other people. Yeah. And then so why force yourself to like go through this exercise? And it's like, if that other person doesn't want to meet you there, that's just not your person. Right. And but so, I guess in this case, it did end up in, you know, a relationship. It did. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I think it's just that the beginning of it made me feel so insecure that the second that we became girlfriends or we started dating, I got so attached so fast because I was like, finally, you're my person. I can't let you go ever. Ah. Right. And now it's just, I feel like so much calmer because we figured it out together. Yeah. And there was no, there was no other people. Yeah. And it was just us at the beginning. And now it's just us throughout the middle and like hopefully forever and ever. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it sounds much more peaceful. Yeah, and that's what I like strive to have. I feel like my last relationship was so chaotic, and obviously, when you go through a chaos, you strive to have that peacefulness. Yeah, and so that or some people recreate that chaos well, in order wanna... to feel safe. I don't do that. I feel like I actually like. If anything, I'm not a confrontational person, mm -hmm. but I feel like I've rediscovered confrontation over the past year, and finally, I, I've. Paired it with standing up for myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was allowing myself to get walked on a mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. And was a very big people pleaser, blah, blah, blah. But now, you know, my communication has just leveled up. And I don't really know why. But I was just tired of, like, being stepped on a little bit. And so now, like, when there's, like, an issue with, like, a friend or my girlfriend, it's so easy to communicate. And I don't know where it came from. I think there was a lot of miscommunication in my last relationship. So now... But she's not aggressive about it. She'll be like, hey, this. And I'll be like, oh, that. And then it'll take like five minutes. We'll have a conversation. It'll be over. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're better at moving through confrontation. Yeah. Wow. It's so crazy. It's so, yeah, when I get, hmm. I used to be like such a big fighter in relationships. Like verbally? Yeah, not physically. <laughs> no. But like, yeah. how did you how did I you just do remember that? getting in like really big fights when I was like in my like late teens, early twenties in relationships and like raising my voice. Just like I would just get in fights. And I remember and you didn't cry? No, I did cry. Like I can't I can't be yelled at or yell without No, I was hysterical. Okay. It was so emotional, it was terrible. And then I started dating a girl who was like I'm not going to do this with you. 
Like she just didn't do that. And then I haven't. And then I like learned in through being in that relationship not to fight like that. And I'm wondering, I'm like, it's not even like my parents screamed at each other so much growing up. So I don't know. Maybe there was like, I don't know. I think mom love you so much. I think my mom like is emotionally reactive and like raises her voice and like just like expresses herself in like a loud confrontational way that like I just learned to be like that in relationship. And I didn't realize that you can like feel something and like let move through that on your own and then like set it down and like pick it up with your partner in like a really respectful way and like own your shit. That's the thing. You, you have know? to own your shit sometimes. Like if you mess up, if there's a miscommunication that was on you, I'll just be like, my bad, that was on me. Yeah. Or something. But yeah. like I, my parents never yell at each other. Sometimes they'll get like stern with each other. Yeah. But they'll never yell. And so growing up, I kind of learned that if you're yelling in a relationship, get out. Yeah. Like you should not be there. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. So true. Well, it's amazing how many people like are with someone, like how quickly people lose respect for their partner, how many people shit talk their partner. Yeah. How many people are like, well, if she fucking da 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 da, or, or just like make a joke or like a trope out of their partner. And it's like you guys are choosing to be with each other. Yeah. You don't have to do this. Yeah. These whole things are op. This is optional. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to like enjoy it every single day and invest in it, stop wasting your time. Like this person is choosing you. How luck? Like someone is looking at yeah. out of everyone in the world. And They're deciding like, to give you their love, show up for you, pick up your call, answer your text. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to like, yeah. the second you get used to their love, kind of toss them around a little bit. That's a thing. I don't think you should ever get used to someone's love. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Like, I feel like the most long-term relationships are you just constantly finding out more. And then there's going to be a point where you're with your partner longer than you've even, like, been alive or haven't been with your partner or whatever. My partner longer than I've been alive. Well, like, sure. You know, hopefully. 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 If that's the goal. Long-term, like, monogamy or something like that. Right. (laughs) So if there's something like that that's going on, I don't know. At some point, you're going to be like, I think I know everything about you. It's about, like, making the relationship exciting and, like, doing new things together. Like, going on, like, a little road trip or just making it more exciting. I don't know. No, you're dead on. You do know. You do know. Okay. You said you're confused, but you don't sound so confused. No, I'm I'm in, I'm confused about myself. I'm not. I'm just making a joke that you're not laughing at. No, it is funny. Do you have a dog? I have two cats. You have two cats? Yeah. Isn't it they're hairless? Yeah. Oh, because do you have allergies? Yeah. I'm so deathly allergic to cats. Yeah, I'm I'm restarting immunotherapy. Oh, cool. Let me know how that goes. I will. Yeah. Cause That's I exciting. It's great. I did it when I was a kid, and then I don't know why we stopped. And then I did it for a little bit here, and like two years ago, and then it's just stopped going. It was a bit of a drive. Mm-hmm. But that's actually Is also— it shots? Yeah. That's what? That's also why? No, that's also like I'm I'm restarting them because my girlfriend's has this— Because you love this, her pussy. Right. Sorry. No, she has this massive dog, like, at her house that her dad has. It's a mastiff. And the oh, first that's time— mass- that's really massive. He's 180 pounds. Yeah. And I, like, went up to him, and I just shoved my face in his face. We were supposed to go to a concert together, me and my roommate, her, her mom, and her sister. And uh, this was, like, supposed to be our introduction, because yeah. my roommate was the one who was like, you guys would be great friends. I was like, friends, yeah. But— um, 
I didn't talk to her the whole time. I was just literally. You're now girlfriend. Yeah. Because my throat was closing up and my Because of the Mastiff? Yeah. Because I got a, I guess I'm so allergic to long-haired dogs too. Yeah. But not like that's a hypoallergenic dog. Yeah. So. So you were meant to be friends with your girlfriend. Yeah. Because my roommate, um, it got to a point where I didn't, I mean, I still don't have friends. Like I have my roommate who's my best friend and then I have my girlfriend. And then I feel like every other week I get to meet with two queer people for my podcast. I get to know them and then I send them out into the world. I'm like, this is friendship. Yeah, I get what you mean. I I have such a hard time maintaining friendships, especially because throughout the past three years of living in LA, we we did have this friend group and I started to realize that I just don't like I, I, I not not maybe not them particularly just who I became when I was around them and not mm-hmm. to blame them in any way but I had a lot of friends who you know they'd come over we'd smoke and then we'd just kind of talk shit about people and then they'd leave and I'd be like I didn't like that oh my god I know I I'd, know that feeling I didn't like it makes me feel gross about totally like, like my, some weird emotional violation you feel dirty after right I'm like why am I talking shit about people I don't even know yeah like or people who I knew years ago who yeah. have zero effect on my life yeah and and it's all speculation because we don't know them like it was just weird and I had two friends like that and i very quickly when I got sober like a year ago. Oh, you got sober? So I got sober for like a straight like three months, like nothing. Like Okay. And then um, I just kind of, I don't really know what happened. I think I drank some wine one night and was like, oops. I wasn't trying to get sober in terms of like I had alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I was like addicted to weed. None of that stuff. Yeah. I just realized how much I kind of relied on it uh-huh. if I didn't want to deal with my emotions, which I guess could be an addiction. No, but I get it. No, I totally get that. And then I was like, that's super unhealthy. That's not alcoholism. And before right? I get, mm-hmm. no, before I got to the point where I, I just saw it coming. Yeah. You know, I went out one night with my friend Scott and I just got blasted, made out with this random girl at a bar and was like, I woke up at like three in the morning to like me choking on my own like barf in my Holy bathtub. Holy shit. It was crazy. My friend, that's I, like I, how people die. Yeah. I FaceTimed my friend apparently at like, Oh my god! Four in the morning, she came over, broke into my apartment, oh like my saved god. my life. Thank God you're okay. Yeah, just, no, it was terrifying. Yeah, and so after that moment, I woke up that morning and was like, "Never again." Wow. I'm relying too deeply on this substance to make me feel okay. Yeah, and then I knew myself, and I know my addictive personality, and I was like, "It's it could get to a bad point." Wow. And so I just stopped entirely for like three months, and then my lungs got really bad this year. I have asthma. Mm-hmm. And I smoked a lot. You're not, really not supposed to do that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, my lungs aren't really bad. So I accidentally, I've been sober for like two months accidentally. I don't know how I got here. That's good. Yeah. If you feel good. We look like twins in the monitor. I know. Um, I feel like I'm red. Oh my gosh, I'm blessing. Uh-huh. Something that uh, I liked you saying on your Instagram. I think it was your Instagram. Maybe it was your YouTube. You're like, I found myself trying to make like queerness out of straight relationships. And that's when I realized, I was like, I kept trying to turn my straight relationships into queer ones. Yep. Will you will you say more about that? I was trying to turn the men that I was dating into women. I would find soft guys. Yeah. And then I'd be like the more masculine energy in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, traditionally, stereotypically, whatever. It's like the man, woman, whatever. Uh-huh. I was trying to turn us both into women. Because 
it just felt so different. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I think I experienced love with a woman first, which I'm so lucky that my first love was with a woman. I feel like it really just set the tone for kind of the rest of my life. Yeah. Understanding how deeply you can feel emotions. Yeah. It was just That was like blowing. a girlfriend? That was a girlfriend. Yeah. Wow. I, how old were you for that? I was 14. Um, 14? Was, you have a yeah. girlfriend? Yeah. You lucky motherfucker. I know. No, I was very lucky. I think, you know, my mind was opened at a very young age yeah. and to queerness. Yeah. But it was an unsafe queerness. Yeah. And so I just was looking for that untapped love in men. And so, you know, I kept waiting for a moment where they would make me feel even not the same because it's, you know, you shouldn't compare relationships, but even an inkling to what I used to feel with the girl that I was with. And yeah. it just never got there. You know, I'd always like she was just so th- thoughtful. Like women are just, I know, and it's so effortless so for women because some of them, some yeah, so, some of oh, them are absolute shit for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I can say this stuff. You're not co-signing it. I'm more of a dick on. No, that's okay. You. I feel sweet. like I'm like, and some women deserve to be hit. I'm no, <laughs> Matt, right? Yeah, no, I um, <laughs> it's so interesting because I feel like the women that you're talking about now, or. I feel like you've had deep experiences with women that maybe I haven't experienced, but I feel like I've gen- generally had like decent experiences dating women. That's so amazing. Well, except yeah. one. Yeah. I know which one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, okay, cool. You get it now. Um, yeah. Just, I don't know. I feel like I try to not be mean. Like I was just talking about like the friends that would come over and talk shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm really trying to not do that. Like yeah. I'm trying not to like look back and be like, fuck you. Yeah. Because, what are you going to gain from that? Yeah. You know? No, I, you're right. You're right. I, I I am always in awe of the thoughtfulness of women. I do find a lot of my... I have a lot of male friends, too. I have a lot of gay male friends. I do feel that women have a certain attention to detail that I experience as kindness. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the fact that you remember that Feels like love to me. Right. No, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, in terms of making my straight relationships queer. Yeah. The first thing, I I don't know why I remember this. I remember it so vividly. We were texting, my first girlfriend and I. And I said, like, you wore this leather jacket one day and I really liked it. And then throughout that conversation, she also found out my favorite color was red. Yeah. And it was like a break. It was like Thanksgiving break or whatever. We show up and she was in my first period class. And I walk in, she's got a leather jacket on and a red shirt. Like, she just wore what I said I liked and it was like I don't know why it was so groundbreaking to me and so you know I tried to drop the same hints towards men and they'd be like cool yeah I'd be like fucking I'm giving you so many opportunities here I know and it feels like whenever my girlfriend drops any sort of hint I pick it back up and I write it down like I have a notes page in my phone of all her favorite things because I just don't want to I'm dumb I forget (laughs) I forget everything well it's also like it's gay but it's also like I have a bad memory and but so, it's also just like when people are like, oh man, that's so gay commenting on lesbian behavior. You mean like utterly thoughtful, profoundly loving? Is that <laughs> what you mean? Is that what you mean by so gay? That's like, what I mean. Like you're so fucking thoughtful and <laughs> in love? Yeah, okay, fine. Then that's so gay. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it because I feel like when I have a lot of… Actually, I was just talking about how I don't have a lot of queer friends. All my friends are gay. I don't have any straight ones. Yeah. Um, and I was… I have this best friend from back home. We actually dated for a bit. You know how it goes. And then you're like, oh, we're better off as friends. Yeah. But we 
are. And we called the other day. We're both in relationships. And we were like, oh, my God. We're so in love. We're both just violently obsessed with our person. And we took like 15 minutes of just going back and forth. Uh, That's so fun. It was the best. It's the best to be able to call somebody who's also like as in love as you are. And just be like, oh my gosh, my girlfriend did this cute thing the other day. And instead of somebody being like, shut up because they're unhappy. I'm in that stage if you want to have calls like that. Oh, thank God. Because they were just like, oh my gosh, my girlfriend did this such a cute thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, my girlfriend did such a cute thing. She's so funny. Like I have a quotes board. Girl says out of pocket shit. It's so funny. (laughs) We don't have a quotes board for your girlfriend. I highly recommend doing it because she kind of forgets what she says. What? Oh, a quotes board. Yeah, like a quotes board. Uh You know, we both, when we get to that point where it's like we do something so thoughtful for our partner, that's the immediate response is, oh, that's so gay. Because what else are you going to say? Right. That's so thoughtful. Girl, I know. It's just an elevated, it's an elevated level of thought. Yeah, it's just like the best form of intimacy. I'm thinking about while you pull up quotes from your girlfriend. We were watching football the other day and she said, so basically football is like the ball is a little baby and all the men cuddle with each other to try to protect their little baby from the other guys. That's exactly right. And then I was like, if that's what it takes (laughs) for you to sit here with me and your dad and watch football, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The ball is the little baby and they all cuddle with each other. That's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking about the things that my girlfriend does that are so small. This is such a nauseating episode that (laughs) are so thoughtful. Like, here's an example of, and these things I also, they take close to no effort. Right. That's another thing I've realized is like the things that make me feel loved require about this much Mm -hmm. output. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. It's a text in the middle of the day two sentences telling me that you love me. You're thinking about me. That's it. A te- a te- just a random I love you text. That'll the do it for best. me. How about you send a text message and like they are thoughtful enough to like reply to each part of the message? Yeah. They don't like That's cherry a big pick. One. That's I've seen so many videos about when I text my boyfriend and then I send him another text and realize I'm only going to get the response to the second text. I hate that. It's the worst. It's like and I, I feel safe knowing that, like, if she doesn't have a moment to reply to it, like, she'll come back to it and she'll right. get it. I don't feel like, because I've dated people where I'm like, I've said a few things and I know they're going to answer what's convenient for them. Or just, like, trusting that, like, I'm going to get a call to say goodnight. Like, whatever it oh is. Oh, my gosh. I don't. I couldn't imagine a universe where we don't call and say goodnight. I know. But, like, I just, I guess it's, like, I don't know what it is. I just feel safe in a, this relationship in a way that, like, I, I don't know that I really have like and it's all in little things when I think about it it's not in big sweeping gestures no I mean I love a good big sweeping gesture I mean I love a good big sweeping gesture well I like to do those oh I love oh my gosh and it's also like we are both very like emotional lovey-dovey people I can feel so stupid lovey-dovey yeah like I just am so consumed by my love for this person I know and I feel like I was talking to one of my guests, and they were talking about how they lost a lot of their own personal identity to being in a relationship yeah. because, you know, like you were talking about, you morph into the same person yeah. sometimes yeah. in the unhealthy ones. And they were like, I lost a lot of who I was and I had to figure out my own identity before entering another relationship. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I find so much of my identity in like being a good partner, mm-hmm. like in like doing nice things or in being thoughtful. And in a good way, you're saying, in a healthy way. Yeah, in a healthy way because like, I sometimes I'm like, I know she's going to love this, but I'm having so much fun right now. Like I saw this for you 
this video popped up on my free you page and it was like glitter roses. Yeah. Like making, like taking roses and dipping them in glitter and making them sparkly. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do that so bad. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I have a girlfriend to give them to. But I, it took like two and a half hours. I watched like Percy Jackson. I watched the first three episodes. I was like having the time of my life. I forgot they were even for my girlfriend. And then I brought them to her and obviously like the look on her face, she was like so stoked about it. She was like, this, these are so cool. These are so cute. But I was like, they were fun too. Like they're like Legos. <laughs> also for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to, that's an interesting, if I think about like I identify or value, I think, I don't know that I identify with like, oh, and I'm a great partner. I would, I would like to be considered a great partner. I think I am. I think I am a good partner, but I think I see so much value uh, in like giving and receiving love to one person, not to, but to like a partner. Right. Like, because like when I reflect on my life, and like how much I put into work. And I think work's yeah. amazing. And I do get a lot of value out of, it, out of it. And it's fulfilling. At the end of the day, partnership and like that sort of love really fills my cup in a way that like I just don't think like work can ultimately. Well, yeah. I mean, do you have ADHD? No. Okay. Oh, wow. What's that like? Well, I don't know. But I mean, I, I don't have it though. But I do like to take Adderall sometimes. <laughs> Because it's like, you feel like, whoa. Well, Adderall for me kind of makes me feel like, oh. Well, I feel super sad the next day. Oh, yeah. The come down's crazy. Like for maybe even two days after. Do you have ADHD? Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes, like you were talking about work and, you know, giving, receiving. But I sometimes get so hyper fixated on my work. I can barely eat, sleep, breathe shit for like, I can go a straight 18 hours just working. Yeah. Because you could just get so hyper fixated on are it. Are you on Adderall then? No. This is just pure and raw passion from ADHD. Well, th- then here's the thing. Yeah. Well, I don't get anything else done. I forget to eat. I forget to sleep. I forget to go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden my bladder feels like it's going to explode. You're covered in shit and you've made 10 <laughs> TikTok videos. <laughs> and that's the 10th one. No. Um, but yeah, like I took Adderall the other day and I cleaned my room. I like called the dentist i was like doing this amazing adderall stuff to do yeah Yeah. oh my gosh i'll be on hold for it with con edison for hours if i'm on adderall i'm like let's call delta who else do we have to call i'll call trader joe's and ask when they're gonna restock my favorite puffs i'll do really Uh, if i'm on adderall i'm like i'm calling united i'm filing a claim like i'll just like do everything i'm calling my dentist why not apply to harvard for an mba i'm just like i am on adderall don't you feel like fucking go (laughs) really i feel like I can't speak when I'm on it. I'm like shaking. Well, I feel like I can speak in terms of like, hi, when's your next available appointment? Yeah. My name is Madeline. And they'll be like, you know, we'll get that stuff figured out. But I Whoa, straight Madeline. up. Madeline. Plot twist. Yeah. No, you're such a Maddie, though. I am? Are you not? I think so. I think you are. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, when I go home to my brother and my sister and my mom, and my dad, my whole family. I don't know why I listed them off individually. They're yeah. like, oh, Madeline. I'm like, yeah. And my all my friends who come home with me from L.A. who just know me as like strictly Maddie. They're like, what the fuck? I know. They're like, who, who are you now? And I'm like, I'm Madeline. Yeah. There's my confirmation <laughs> picture on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, Adderall. Wait, what were you saying about that? No, just how I was asking if you have ADHD because yeah. I feel like, you know, in terms of passion and work, ADHD can be consuming sometimes. No, okay, so no, I don't, even though it does feel like it with the dog. I'm a pretty anal neurotic, but I don't have ADHD. It's so crazy that, like, you watched my YouTube. Yeah, I did. Just like you watched my stand No, I'm scared. Why are you scared? Because 
I stalk people. Yeah, and? I don't feel like people stalk me back. Of course they do. You have 3 million followers on YouTube? A lot of people looking at your videos. 3 million. It's a lot of people. That's crazy, isn't it? That's horrifying. I'm like so red right now. I can feel it in my face. That's like I'm scared. Wild. No, don't be scared. You have very calming energy. That's good. Yeah, I think it's really good. Tell people where they can find you. Um, yeah, my name's Maddie Westbrook, which yeah. isn't my name, but it's what I tell you it is. Um, you can find me anywhere at Westbrook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, but not only fans. So not only fans. Sorry, everyone. Thanks, Maddie. Bye. Bye.